You're listening to CAC Radio, Eastern Kentucky's best internet radio station. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the Congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the Spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. Do you have a home church? Are you looking for a place that you can bring your family and receive love and encouragement? Then welcome to Cornerstone Apostolic Church, where you'll find a safe place for you and your family, a place where praise and worship is encouraged and the preaching and teaching of God's word is anointed and fulfilling. No matter where you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord, you'll find what you're looking for at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Welcome to a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to a Wednesday type of service. That's right. We got a Wednesday broadcast going on right now. Yeah, it is the 15th day of November. Had a great time last night. Took my wife out to eat and to celebrate her birthday. And so just uh, gave honor unto her as... uh, all people should to their wives. And so uh, we had a great time, had a great meal and just a great time uh, just uh, laughing and uh, reminiscing and just having a great time. So we appreciate uh, the opportunity to celebrate another year for Sister McKinney. That was yesterday. And of course, uh, had to get Brother Jordan justice to fill in for me for the Pikeful Bible study. So those of you that may have been uh, looking for me to be teaching the Bible study on uh, Tuesday night, I was uh, I was with my wife celebrating. So uh, Brother Jordan filled in, and uh, we appreciate that so much. And also uh, tonight, if you want to be with us, uh, we will be at CAC at 7 o'clock Come on out and be in the house of the Lord as we celebrate what the Lord is doing and studying. And what we're studying is starting points for revival, starting points 
for revival. So we want you to come on out and study with us. And let's see what else we got. Well, we need to get all of our announcements in. We got some exciting stuff getting ready to happen in a couple of days. Yes, it's just a couple of days away. Hard to believe. Harvest Time Crusade is coming up starting Friday night. So, yeah, it's just around the corner. And we're going to have a great time because Brother uh, Buddy Puckett's going to be with us Friday night, Friday the 17th, 7 p.m. Also, Saturday, November the 18th, 7 p.m., Brother James Chesser. And Sunday, November the 19th, 11 a.m., Brother Michael Moppin. And there will be a dinner following. So we're looking forward to that. And, of course, uh, we always like to to, uh, have a great time, you know, uh, talking about our upcoming events. And uh, the ladies are going to be meeting December the 30th. Uh, December the 1st, I should say, Friday, December the 1st, 7 p.m., going to have our CAC Christmas Ornament Exchange. And that will be in the dining area of CAC. Also, right here, CAC Daily ICAST 10th Anniversary. That's right. we got to celebrate 10 years. We're going to celebrate it online Tuesday, December the 5th, starting uh, at uh, 10 a.m., we're going to be talking about our broadcast, how we got started back in 2013, the reason we got started, and what's happened since we got started, and what our vision for the future is about this broadcast. So that will be December the 5th. Also, our Christmas program this year at CAC is going to be December the 10th at 6 p.m. And CAC New Year's Eve celebration, Sunday, December 31st, 9 p.m. to after midnight. And that closes out our year. That's right. Hard to believe we've already talking about closing out the year. And, of course, we have our prayer requests that we want to make mention of. And as you see all of those scroll on the screen, we want to remember the last uh, 10. I'll just mention these. Let's remember... Uh, Ed O'Kellion, uh, Elizabeth Gross, Renee Stiltner, Cindy Darty, Samantha Lester, Darlene Cole, Larry Hoss Wolford family. Let's remember Amos Blankenship, Adam Lane, and Everett Lett. Let's remember all of these and those that you see on the screen because, after all, you can call in and leave your prayer request and praise support 606-282-4108 or email them to prayer at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Or you can put it in the comments section or the chat room, and we will pick it up along the way. We got some people that have sent some emails in, and we're going to try our best to get those folks on the list here in just a little bit. So uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer as we ask the Lord to bless the service and the broadcast today. Lord, we come before your presence. We ask, Lord, that you would move in a mighty, miraculous way today as we study your word. I thank you, Lord, for this platform that we're able to teach your word and fellowship with your people all across the U.S. and around the world. I pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty, miraculous way for each and every one that has a need, whether it's a spiritual, physical, mental, financial, whatever the need is, Lord, we know if we ask, we can receive. If we knock, it'll be opened. If we seek, we can find. All of those that are not serving you, that have needs, Lord, and have given their names, I just pray, Lord, that you would help them to understand first and foremost, above every need, above every supply of every need, they need to serve you. And Lord, we ask it all in your mighty name, the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, we appreciate you joining us today. Um, We do have our uh, weather statements, and we got another uh, special weather statement, and it's to do with the smoke and the fire, uh, forest fires in East Kentucky. Due to uh, low uh, pressure and dry conditions, uh, it is um, giving more fuel for the flame, if you will, uh, of causing all of these forest fires to just keep raging. So I can look up, uh, if I look out the window of the studio here, I can look down what we call the hollow, down the holler, and uh, you can see smoke in the mountaintops, and you can look up the holler, and you can see smoke at the mountaintops. 
and it's uh it's kind of just uh we turn into the smoky mountains here in east kentucky during forest fire season and uh yeah uh, i tell people all the time we got the mountains and we got the the uh you know the, the down home country feeling and every year when the hills catch on fire we turn into the smoky mountains so anyway uh that's uh if you have sinus problems and and mine's starting to flare up due to the smoke and and all of that so uh yeah if i feel like if you sound if i sound like i am stopped up it is because of these forest fires that's in the area you can look at it, it looks looks hazy it almost looks like fog but it's not fog it's smoke so with all that said uh we do have a high today that's going to reach somewhere near the neighborhood of about 68 degrees and look at that low 35 oh. i know i know i know boo but hang on the weather changes in East Kentucky about as much as uh, as anything else. So uh, tomorrow it's going to be 73 degrees, and we'll take that, 47 for the low, and that's a little better. And then on Friday, it's going to be 68 degrees, and the rain sets in. But look what happens on Saturday and Sunday, 49 degrees and 54 degrees. And they're talking that maybe by the time we reach Thanksgiving, there's going to be a change in the weather pattern. And they said it could affect travel. So whether that's just a simple, uh, you know, affecting due to rain or if it's affecting maybe some snow. I know we don't want to hear that, do we? So uh, we don't want to hear about no snow right now. But uh, anyway, we'll take whatever comes our way. So uh, high today is going to be around 68, going to be a nice day, a uh, great day to be outside except for the smoke. If you can stand the smoke, then you can stand to be outside on this beautiful day. And looking at our current radar conditions, you can see that right here in East Kentucky, we have nothing going on right now. The nearest uh, that is even uh, close to us is somewhere down in this area near, uh, I guess it would be Corbin and and uh, all of that area because, uh, after all, uh, there's nothing going on nearby. So we'll have some sunshine just as soon as the sun gets strong enough uh, to, you know, get out of the... Uh, Get out of the smoke and cut through the smoke. So uh, somebody uh, was talking about how, you know, I, I was uh, out in Ohio. I was up in Ohio. I was uh, down in Tennessee. And and uh, we see a lot more sunshine when you get away from the hills. And uh, I thought it was funny because there was a lot of people that was talking, and they, they was talking about how that uh, uh, the sun – you know, in East Kentucky, it's usually uh, about nine o'clock or or ten before uh, it comes out in some places because of the deep valleys and hollows, and then uh, it goes down. You know, pretty early. Uh, the sun will be gone about four o'clock or four thirty. So we just have a short day, and uh, well, it's it's not like Alaska. Alaska sometimes has daytime all the time and sometimes nighttime all the time so yeah well at least we get a little bit of sunshine in the fall of the year and winter so we'll take that but anyway uh, if you notice uh i start getting uh sunshine coming in the window here uh you don't get it in the summertime but uh starting in the fall of the year the sun's angle starts uh, going just across the top of the ridge of the mountain on my right side and so that's why you see every now and then the sun shining in so we try to block it out with curtains but hey it's coitins for you that's right oh that was a cartoon back in the day bugs bunny and all of them it's coitins for you well before we get too cartoonish let's just jump right into the reading of the word we like to read in the bible because 
You need to read your Bible. It is a fascinating book. 2 Kings chapter 6 And the sons of the prophets said unto Elisha, Behold now, the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. Let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan, and take thence every man a beam, and let us make us a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, Go ye. And one said, Be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them, and when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. But as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water, and he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he showed him the place, and he cut down a stick and cast it in thither, and the iron did swim. Therefore said he, Take it up to thee. And he put out his hand and took it. Then the king of Syria warred against Israel, and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of, and saved himself there, not once nor twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing, and he called his servants and said unto them, Will ye not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king. But Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel, telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. And he said, Go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots, and a great host. And they came by night, and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote them with blindness, according to the word of Elisha. And Elisha said unto them, This is not the way, neither is this the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom ye seek. But he led them to Samaria. And it came to pass, when they were come into Samaria, that Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men, that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes, and they saw. And behold, they were in the midst of Samaria. And the king of Israel said unto Elisha, when he saw them, My father, shall I smite them? Shall I smite them? And he answered, Thou shalt not smite them. Wouldst thou smite those whom thou hast taken captive with thy sword and with thy bow? Set bread and water before them, that they may eat and drink and go to their master. And he prepared great provision for them. And when they had eaten and drunk, he sent them away, and they went to their master. So the bands of Syria came no more into the land of Israel. And it came to pass after this that Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, gathered all his host and went up and besieged Samaria. And there was a great famine in Samaria, and behold, they besieged it until an ass's head was sold for fourscore pieces of silver, and the fourth part of a cab of dove's dung for five pieces of silver. And as the king of Israel was passing by upon the wall, there cried a woman unto him, saying, Help, my lord, O king! And he said, If the lord do not help thee, when shall I help thee? 
Out of the barn floor? Out of the wine press? And the king said unto her, What aileth thee? And she answered, This woman said unto me, Give thy son that we may eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. So we boiled my son and did eat him, and I said unto her on the next day, Give thy son that we may eat him. And she hath hid her son. And it came to pass, when the king heard the words of the woman, that he rent his clothes, and he passed by upon the wall, and the people looked, and behold, he had sackcloth within upon his flesh. Then he said, God do so and more also to me, if the head of Elisha the son of Shaphat shall stand on him this day. But Elisha sat in his house, and the elders sat with him, and the king sent a man from before him. But ere the messenger came to him, he said to the elders, See ye how this son of a murderer hath sent to take away mine head? Look, when the messenger cometh, shut the door, and hold him fast at the door. Is not the sound of his master's feet behind him? And while he yet talked with them, behold, the messenger came down unto him, and he said, Behold, this evil is of the Lord! What should I wait for the Lord any longer? Currently it is um, somewhere in the neighborhood of 52 degrees. And it's 1020 in the a.m. here in East Kentucky. We're on Eastern Standard Time. So whether you're watching around the world, you got to know that sometimes you got to go by our time frame if you want to catch us live. But we always record these and put them on the archives so you can watch them on their own time. We do have a special request for a friend of a viewer who has cancer. And uh, looks like that the scan yesterday shows some growth in the size and density of the nodules. And uh, she goes tomorrow for follow-up. So let's ask the Lord to move in a mighty way and give this person a touch of healing so that they can, uh, they can uh, you know, know that the Lord is, is real and, uh, and, and begin to give him glory. And that's the thing about people that, uh, you know, we pray for. We want them to give the Lord glory. So let's be in much prayer for this viewer's friend that needs a touch. Also, we have uh, some uh, email requests. We want to remember MC in prayer. Also, Seth McAdams, Chris Thompson, and April Cook. And all of those have just added their requests in, so we want to make sure that we are uh, praying for them. Also, let's see what else we got coming up here. looks like that it's time for us to do this. Do you have a minute? Well, of course you do. Most people do have a minute, and sometimes we get into the frame of mind. We say, wait just a minute, and uh, so we, we use that terminology a lot when we want people to wait, and it's not just a minute, but it's sometimes a long time. But uh, we want to remember uh, these uh, these requests and these little 60 seconds with the pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. Job 38 and 1 says, Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind, and said, well, you know, Job was going through his own whirlwind, a time like he had never seen before. He was faced with loss, disease, and bad advice. But because he retained his integrity, the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind. The Lord gave the answer that Job needed to hear. When you find yourself in a whirlwind of trouble, loss, heartache, and bad advice, listen for the Lord to give you the answer you need to hear.
audience Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Woo-wee! That's some mighty fine internet radio. What time is it? I'll tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC Trivia Question of the Day. CAC Trivia Question of the Day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps Radio and Television Broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on WQHYFM 95.5 out of Prestonsburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net and click on the Listen Live links Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m., whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW. That's WQCW-TV. And you can also watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountain Top Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. Well, today's trivia question. What was the garment of John the Baptist made of? What was the garment of John the Baptist made of? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. And we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast and speaking of results we do have the results of yesterday's trivia question yeah yesterday's trivia question we had uh the question of how many days did water flood the earth in genesis and out of those that participated it looks like that 50 percent of you got it correct with the correct answer 150 days. So 50% of you got it correct. And thank you for participating in yesterday's trivia question. And you can participate in today's trivia question. And it's simple as it is. And you should be able to research it and find it very easy. So hopefully you will do that. But the uh, question for today, what was the garment of John the Baptist made of? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. And we'll have the results of that, as we said, on tomorrow's broadcast. Well, it is about uh, 1026. We've got about three minutes until we have our teaching session. We're going to start in a new chapter It's going to be in Revelation chapter 12, so you want to get your notepad out, your pencils, and take notes and study beyond even what we study, because even what we study, uh, there's still more to dig into, so uh, be sure to follow along, uh, get your Bible, your concordance out, and follow along. Here's the Commonwealth Minute. Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. Governor Andy Bashir didn't take long after his re-election victory to continue campaigning for his pro-abortion policies. At a press conference last Wednesday, he called Kentucky's abortion ban the most extreme, and he called upon the state legislature to implement exceptions of rape and incest. Now, what many fail to see here is that while difficult circumstances of conception may be horrific, the child is still innocent and it is still a human being. Instead of focusing on the child, the focus has been placed on the situation of the mother. Brittany Bogard is a real-life example of a baby who was conceived in rape, and she's now a strong and courageous pro-life advocate. Now, a compassionate people stands with vulnerable life, even those conceived in traumatic circumstances. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at CPC for Kentucky and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. And that is the Commonwealth Minute. I wonder if people would take just a moment to think all these people that were not aborted um, and chose not to have an abortion, ask their kids, you know, uh, you know, if they was given a choice to either have a um, have an abortion or have the baby and they had the baby, ask that child when it grows up, are you glad that you 
uh, have, uh, are you glad that you were not aborted? Talk to children that were not aborted and ask them if they were glad they were not aborted. And then you would find out all of these other uh, things that people are talking about, about a child that uh, is innocent. You know, it doesn't have a choice in the matter. If a, if a mother decides to abort it, it doesn't have a choice. But ask the child that the mother had a choice to get an abortion, started to get one, but changed their mind, and then they find that, oh, okay, this child is glad they were born. Yeah, I think I think you would find a lot of different answers and all these people that's advocating, uh, you know, abortion and stuff. If they could talk to children today that uh, would have been aborted but were not, they would have a different change of heart. You know, I was uh, looking at, at the headlines, as I always do, and now, uh, you know, the world stage is starting to turn against Israel uh, because of this hospital situation. Well, Hamas is not only occupying the hospital uh, on every floor or different floors, but also in the basement of this hospital is supposed to be the headquarters of Hamas. And uh, so um, this hospital uh, has no power and all that, and there's newborns being born every day, and they need incubators and all these other things, and, uh, you know, uh, they're laying there suffering. And uh, Israel is trying to liberate the hospital so that they can get it back up and running to help the people, but it seems as if the world's view is that Israel is going in and committing genocide and all these other things. It's just, it's just terrible how people change in their viewpoint. Their mind changes about as much as the weather in East Kentucky. Well, it is time for us to take our, uh, that's why we need to pray for all of this going on in Israel. Uh, we need to uh, take our little break. And the reason we take a break is we got to clear up the lag. We got to, you know, record our teaching session, put them on the archives. So don't go anywhere. Don't touch at any key. We'll be right back. to a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net, whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606 606- 282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org 
Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. Just a little bit of church everyday home Bible study, 21st century style. Thank you for joining us today as we study in the Word. We're in the book of Revelation. We're starting a new chapter today. We finished up chapter uh, 13 uh, and chapter, uh, I guess we chapter 11, I should say, and we're starting in chapter 12 of Revelation today. And so uh, we want to pick up uh, in verse number one. And so get your Bibles out, get your concordance, get your pen and paper out, and let's take notes and study together. In verse number one of chapter 12 in Revelation, it says, And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And if you remember, we talked about Revelation having symbolism as well as natural things, and uh, this is some symbolism. We find also, and she being with child, Christ uh, cried, tra- travailing in birth and pained to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, having seven horns, seven heads and ten horns, I'm sorry, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his heads. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was called up unto God and to his throne. Verse number 6 says, And the woman fled into the wilderness, where she hath a place prepared of God, that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and threescore days. And I want to stop right there. I uh, apologize for some of the stumbling through reading, but uh, I was uh, having a, a little difficulty seeing the fine print. But uh, we want to um, study today, and, and again, uh, Revelation is full of symbolism, and it's uh, full of natural events that uh, is not symbolic, but these uh, things that we have just read to you are symbolisms, symbolic And so we have to try to uh, take Scripture with Scripture and try to understand what uh, is in reference in these Scriptures. So we hope to do that today. Hope you will follow along and study along. And you can put your notes and comments in the comment section, chat room, in in an email if you want to. And also you can send it to us uh, in various ways of of getting... uh, in contact with us here at the broadcast so we can study together. And uh, maybe I miss a point or maybe I don't bring out a point that you think is important for everybody else to understand. So uh, you can do that. But we want to go to the Lord in prayer as we study. This will be lesson number 1,115 of our study through the Word. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence. We thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here today to study your word and utilize this platform. Thanking you, Lord, that we can fellowship with your people all across the U.S. and around the world. And thanking you, Lord, that you have allowed us to get into a study of revelation. Give us the knowledge, the wisdom that we can rightly divide the word of truth, expounding it fully, and that we can... Take line upon line and precept upon precept and be able to expound it fully. And Lord, we love you and we thank and praise you for everything you have given us knowledge-wise. If we misquote, misrepresent your word in any way, forgive us, Lord, and help us to correct it as we give you the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen. Well, you know, uh, when you start looking at this particular uh, portion of of Scripture, I want to just kind of 
just give us an outline. I like to try to give us a couple of things. I like to give us an outline of, uh, of what we just read and then go into a little detail of what we just read. So looking at the outline in Revelation chapter 12 and verse uh, and chapter 13, I should say, uh, Revelation 12 and 13, which are both chapters, introduce us to three key characters uh, in the last half of tribulation. Uh, I had one writer say this is the satanic trinity uh, that opposed God. And I thought that's a good way of describing it uh, because we are now introduced to the dragon, which is Satan, the beast from the sea, which is the Antichrist, and the beast from the earth, which is the false prophet. So we're introduced uh, to uh, these three characters, if you will, that oppose God. And um, then also uh, we're introduced to some uh, symbolism of a woman. And uh, the, we'll find that uh, the woman giving birth in the verses we read today is symbolic of Israel. So uh, with that, uh, I want to uh, just jump right in to uh, the two wonders or signs. That's what wonders mean. It means signs. And uh, I want to just kind of, um, I guess, break it down. Because not only does wonders mean sign, but it also means symbol. And so remember, the symbolic things that are being discussed actually refer to something natural. And that's why we have to make that connection point. And the only way we can make the connection point is to interpret Scripture with Scripture. So with that said, uh, I want to uh, just kind of jump into chapter 12. The word wonder uh, means sign or symbol is used for the first time in Revelation in chapter 12. The second sign in this chapter is the great red dragon, and that is Revelation chapter 12 and verse number 3. So if you want to write these um, these symbolic things down, uh, write down the dragon, the, the, you know, when you talk about this red uh, dragon, this great red dragon, and uh, also write down the woman giving birth. If you write down those two things uh, under the heading of the woman giving birth, you can list it as Israel. And uh, we know this because um, when you start looking at uh, all of the um, all of the things that's uh, referenced in the Word of God uh, to a woman giving birth. Uh, it is in reference to Israel. Joseph's dream foreshadowed this in Genesis chapter 37 and verse number 9. And a frequent type of Israel is always referred to as uh, a woman in this manner. And that's Isaiah 26, 17 and verse, uh, uh, verses 7 through 8 of chapter 66 of Isaiah. Uh, of course, Israel gave birth to the Messiah. We understand that in Romans chapter 9, verse number 5. Satan tried to kill the Lord. And uh, we find that in Matthew chapter 2, verse 16. So we see all the symbolism that this uh, woman giving birth is referenced as Israel. So we see all of this. Uh, You know, the result of this is, uh, is a flight into the wilderness for 42 months. And also, this is the worst anti-Semitism the world has ever seen. We, we are now in our day seeing a rise in anti-Semitism. Uh, that's one of the things that you're looking at in our world today, and you're starting to understand that there's all sorts of anti-Semitism going on in our world. That is anti-Jew. The people are against Israel. People are against Jewish people. And uh, you see that it is probably the worst in our uh, lifetime since the Holocaust. And, uh, of course, uh, some are old enough to remember uh, when uh, World War II was actually going on. And uh, so uh, 
they can talk about the anti-Semitic, uh, you know, uh, view that people had. And uh, Hitler had this view. He wanted to eradicate all Jews. And what is happening right now with Hamas and Hezbollah and, and many of the countries in the Middle East, they want to wipe out or eradicate all Jews. They want to kill all Jews. Now, the very ones that's holding up signs saying that Israel is committing genocide, no, it's not Israel. Don't don't believe this uh, garbage of people uh, starting to protest and and uh, stand and say Israel's the problem and Israel's uh, you know committing all these uh, atrocious things uh, because actually it's not Israel. It it you know uh, when you start looking at at uh, all the chaos and killing and devouring that people have done against the people of Israel. You know, you you would think if that was done against you and your family or that was done against the U.S., uh, we know what would happen. Uh, they would be uh, war and uh, completely annihilation of the problem. You know what? Let's just take Pearl Harbor, for example. Pearl Harbor, when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, we didn't just shake our finger at them and say, don't do that no more. No, you know what? It ended up being the atomic bomb was dropped and wiped out the problem. That's right. Wiped out the problem. Now, why should anybody look at Israel and say they should stop? They should have a ceasefire. No, they shouldn't. They should eradicate Hamas. They should completely wipe out Hamas and then take out Hezbollah and take out all their enemies. That's right. People, people saying, oh, all of you Christians need to start looking in. We even had a congresswoman. All you Christians and people of faith need to look into your religion and see that we need a ceasefire and we need to uh, stop this. And I'm thinking, you need to read the Bible, lady. You need to read the Bible because the Bible talks about uh, the enemies of God and the enemies of God's people. And uh, they were wiped out, eradicated, because that's the only way you can stop the enemy from coming back at you. Remember when, uh, you know, uh, the Bible, the Lord told uh, God's people, he, he said, you know, uh, to, to eradicate, wipe out, if you will, Amalek. Don't, don't let nobody survive. And you say, well, that's that's pretty uh, rough and that's pretty astounding, and it is. But you know what? That's the only way you can get rid of the enemy. That's why when you start serving the Lord, you can't hold on to things of the world. you got to eradicate those things out of your life. Now, do we go out and take people out and, and uh, problems out in the natural? No, we do it in the spiritual because we have to eradicate every enemy that tries to keep us from serving the Lord. If it's thoughts, if it's actions, if it's uh, habits, if it's uh, influences, relationships, whatever it is that's trying to keep you from uh, you know, being influenced by the Lord and trying to keep you from serving the Lord, that's what you need to eradicate out of your life. Because if you don't eradicate the enemy and the influences of Satan, you will not serve the Lord long. You see the you see the comparison. We see the comparison that if you're going to get rid of the enemy, you got to eradicate the enemy. And if you want to live for the Lord, you have to eradicate the enemy's influence on your life. That's why we've got to stand, and that's why we have got to to lift up the name of Jesus and say, Lord, help me to eradicate the enemy's influence out of my life, out of my family, out of my home. Help me to eradicate it. I hope that's helped somebody. I really feel that in the spirit of the Lord that that was for somebody this morning. But looking at this uh, particulars, uh, I want us to to see that the worst anti-Semitism the world has ever seen is going to happen during this time. But God will protect the remnant. Remember, God is going to deal with Israel a little different than what he's dealing with the rest of the world. 
So don't think, well, now Israel gets this privilege and Israel gets that privilege. Uh, well, we got a privilege right now to serve the Lord, to be grafted into the family of God. And if you want to do that, you can serve the Lord. You can be grafted in. But don't get mad when you start reading in the end time of how the Lord spares Israel and deals with Israel because that is his prerogative. And, of course, we want to always uh, remember the Lord has the right to do as he pleases, right? He has the right to do as he pleases. Now, with that said, I want to uh, kind of just jump into this first wonder. The first wonder in chapter 12 is, and this is symbolism, a woman clothed with the sun. And this woman clothed with the sun is, even though it's symbolic, it is symbolic of Israel. So you might want to make that note. The woman clothed with the sun is symbolic of the nation of Israel. Now, the 12 stars refer to the 12 tribes, and the sun and moon would refer back to Joseph's dream, if you will. If you remember Joseph's dream, um, you know, uh, throughout the years of Jewish history, the Jews have looked for the coming of the Messiah. Even right now, uh, you will have people at the Welling Wall to not only be praying for the peace of Jerusalem, but they're praying for the Messiah to come. They didn't realize that Jesus was the Messiah. So throughout Jewish history, the Jews have looked for the coming of the Messiah. Although the man-child, the male son, was born at Bethlehem, yet she is still travailing. Notice this. She is in intense pain, waiting to be delivered. She can only be relieved of this travail when uh, she accepts her Savior to whom she gave birth two millennia ago. What's this talking about? Why is this woman still in travail, ready to give birth to a son? It's because they are still in travail. They're still trying to figure out who is the Messiah. When's he coming? We're in pain. We're in agony. Well, the only relief that they're going to get is when the Lord returns. And, and that's, that's why this symbolic woman is still in travail, still trying to give birth, because Israel is still looking for the Messiah. So with that said, I hope that that is kind of a clear understanding. The vision of Satan standing before the woman ready to kill her refers to the attitude of Satan ever since Genesis 3 and 15. Satan has always wanted to destroy Israel or God's people. You can go all the way back to Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15. He, he is always wanting to destroy God's people. That's why you and me, as servants of the Lord, the devil fights against us and tries to hinder us and tear us down and distract us and pull us away from serving the Lord because he's always there ready to devour. Remember that. It's hard sometimes for us as Gentiles to understand how uh, the devil has always been against God's people, fighting in battles, influencing world leaders, you can read from Genesis to Revelation. You see God's people's always been in a battle. It's always been in a battle in the physical, in the Old Testament, and now in the New Testament, we're in spiritual battles. And why did it change from the physical to spiritual? It's because of the simple thing. The Lord came back and called us and let us be part of his family, and he's given us power. <clears throat> if you understand, when Peter drew his sword, and cut off Malchus's ear. The Lord told him to put his sword up. This is not why we're here, to fight in the natural. This is not why we're here. He said, put your sword up. They that live by the sword will die by the sword. He wants us to fight a good fight of faith. That's what Paul wrote. We have got to fight. Oh, the battle's still raging. The enemy's still waiting 
for something to be birthed in your life to snatch it away. Remember this. This, this uh, and, and I want to just talk about this uh, great red dragon, which is in reference to Satan. I want you to know that uh, this, this great uh, red dragon is just waiting, just waiting for the woman to give birth so she can devour, so he can devour. The devil wants to always devour. Why did he come? To steal, kill, and destroy. Thief comes not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. We got to understand the, the devil still wants to devour things that are being birthed in your life. You might say, what do you mean being birthed in my life? It's symbolic. You know, sometimes uh, joy is birthed and the devil wants to devour that. Sometimes it's revival in your life. The devil wants to devour that. Sometimes it's things in your family and the devil wants to devour that. The devil is always there waiting for something to be birthed so he can devour it. Remember that. It's very important. The vision of Satan standing before the woman, ready to kill her child, refers to the attitude of Satan. And that's from the uh, Genesis chapter 3, verse 15 to the present and even on into the future. The promise was given that the world, uh, given to the world that deliverance would come through the seed of the woman. Now we all know that Satan initiated the conflict of the ages. He attempted to stamp out the seed of the woman from Genesis to Revelation, from the murder of Abel to Herod's decree to kill the babies to Armageddon, the attempt to destroy God's people, God's people, the seed of the woman has continued. Now, during the last three and a half years of tribulation, there will be uh, the most intense, as we said, anti-Semitism crusade of all history. We see marches in our city streets. We see a rise right now, and we say, well, that's the worst I've seen in my lifetime. And it is in my lifetime. It's the worst I've seen against the Jewish people in my lifetime just over the past couple of months. So this is going to even be worse in the end time when Satan is ready to devour what the woman's given birth to. You know, this is going to be the worst time of being against Jewish people that anyone has ever seen, in fact, in all history. Now, throughout this persecution, God will protect Israel supernaturally. Now, there's something to always note. Israel, if you look at Israel as a country, look at how small they are. Get you a map out sometime. This is so important. Get you a map out sometime and look at Israel and see how small they are on the map compared to all the other countries around them. And all these other countries around them want to eradicate them, wipe them out, take them out, but yet they still stand. How is that? I want to close with this. We'll pick up uh, tomorrow uh, on this because I want to... Um, I want to uh, help us to understand this, hopefully in, in the way that uh, will be clear and, and more clear to us. But thinking of this little country in the Middle East called Israel, how come it's still standing? How come when it's attacked, it still survives? That's how come all these other countries that want it to be taken out haven't invaded it and taken it? Here's the, the bottom line. The Lord is supernaturally protecting Israel. Remember that. The Lord is supernaturally protecting Israel. Well, with that, I want to close because I want to... Uh, not go over my time too much because I want us to 
uh, study, and I want us to grab on to the word of the Lord, but I want us to go to the Lord in prayer as we pray today for more wisdom, understanding the world events as it is right now, the anti-Semitism that's going on. Why is it on the rise? Because all these things have to start coming to pass to lead up to what we're studying right now. All these things have to happen in order for what we're reading and studying now to come to pass. This anti-Semitism is not what we're studying right here because it's going to be way worse than what we're seeing. You say, boy, that will be bad. Yes, it will. But we're seeing the, the temperature of the world rise against Israel. Let's pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence. We thank you for this opportunity that you blessed us, Lord, to study your word. I pray that we have rightly divided the word of truth and expounded it fully. I pray that we have talked about the symbolism in a correct manner. If we have misquoted, misrepresented your word in any way, forgive us. But Lord, help us to always understand what is going on in our world today is leading up to the things we are studying. And Lord, I pray for the peace of Jerusalem. I pray for your people all over the world. Help us, Lord, to always study your word, understanding that you're still on the throne. And we give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I hope that you have enjoyed the teaching session. I've enjoyed bringing this to you today. This is, uh, this is meat. I'm telling you, I like digging into uh, the book of Revelation. Uh, some of the things, uh, you know, we study, uh, we, we try to uh, dig as deep as we can without adding our own opinions or anything like that. And uh, we want to always remember that when we study the book of Revelation, some of it's symbolism, some of it's uh, natural happenings, but we have to connect what is symbolic with the natural. And that's what we're trying to do during this study. Well, uh, we do have our trivia question up and running, and our trivia question for today is simply, what was the garment of John the Baptist made of? And all you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily, click on the link, it'll take you where you need to go, and we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. Don't forget to join us tonight at 7 o'clock as we study the word starting points for revival going to have a great time come on out and be with us everybody have a great day because we are out of here on behalf of pastor mckinney and the congregation of cornerstone apostolic church we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us we feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the lord together in spirit and in truth we have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.